Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and the Beer Store. Marinero, the sick podcast, talking NFL, going into week 14 with the number one fantasy football expert, Adam Rank of the NFL Network. What's going on, my man? Hey, how are you? Yeah, the fantasy playoffs traditionally would start in week 14, but because we've added that extra week, the longest season in NFL history, they start next week. But still, it's crunch time right now. Everybody's nervous. All right. Uh, Speaking of which, how nervous are you? I'm wondering about uh, the fantasy playoffs starting next week that you just talked about. How many leagues are you still alive in? You know what? A good number of them. Uh, There are some that are embarrassingly bad. I I joined a a, a fantasy league for a radio show in Boston, shooting off my mouth. I started off three and one, thought I had a really good team. I might come in last place. And then I have I have to be that person who's the alleged expert who's coming in last place. But the team was good. Like I can say, I'm not going to run down the names, but I'm like, it's a good team. But unfortunately, hasn't worked out. But overall, very healthy, looking pretty good. So people that are fighting for that uh, fantasy playoff um uh edge what can they do right now well i think that unless your quarterback situation is already locked up and ready to go it's good to map out who your quarterbacks are going to play if you're playing if you're streaming a quarterback for instance if you have matthew stafford yeah who this week's got a tough matchup against the arizona cardinals if you want to look at the Rams schedule and find some potential pitfalls you might want to look ahead and see if there's any guys that you might be able to stream to pick up now Looking ahead for defenses is also another huge thing. Look at who's playing the Houston Texans, who's playing the Jets. Picking up those those defenses and keeping them on your bench. And you can start to get rid of some of those guys that you thought were going to pay off for you this season. Like, you might not need to hold on to Trey Lance anymore. That one might not work out. If you have some other guys like that, like even Justin Fields or anybody who is not going to help you. And start looking at who your handcuffs are. Like, I have Jonathan Taylor in a bunch of leagues. And so I noticed that last week they went with Dion, uh, was it Dion Carter as their as their handcuff? It wasn't yeah. it wasn't Marlon Mack. So you got to pay attention to things like that and just make sure your roster's set. All right. Well, speaking of Jonathan Taylor, uh, they're on a bye week, I think. Yeah. Uh, what sleeper running backs are you looking at, or what sleeper running back or running backs are you looking at to replace them? Well, this was difficult because we thought we were going to play Alexander Madison, but of course with Dalvin Cook you know, who was able to come back and get healthy, you know, that threw a wrench into everything, but we're also looking at uh, Jamichael hasty of the San Francisco 49ers. Currently he is the only healthy running back on that team. They've, uh, they have injury concerns up and down their, their roster, especially at the, at the running back position. Eli has been battling. Eli Mitchell has been battling some injuries. Jeff Wilson jr. Has got a knee. So Jamichael hasty, you didn't think, you were going to be at this point of the season and be relying on Jermichael Hasty, and yet here we are. And also, you know what? Who also is good? Yeah. It's Tony Pollard, who has been playing excellent football over the last couple of weeks. He just never gets a huge opportunity because of Ezekiel Elliott. But this is one of those things like normally you wouldn't want to play a running back who's in a timeshare 
uh, committee situation. But Pollard's been playing rather excellent, so you can get him out and get him into your lineup. I uh, talked to you about Jonathan Taylor. He's leading the uh, fan voting in the uh, for the Pro Bowl. You see that? He should be. I and you know right. I think that's where fantasy football starts to. Uh, that's where the, that's where we make our noise. Is we we want to stick up for our guy like that. Packers versus Bears. Justin Fields is back, but the Packers have had the Bears number over the years. I don't have to tell you that. You probably know what the exact stats are. Yeah. Um, what would this prime time win? versus this rival mean for you and other Bears fans? You know what? My daughter's first Thanksgiving, which was six years ago, prime time game, Jay Cutler, of all people, goes to Lambeau, wins that game. I'll never forget. I had tears in my eyes. My daughter's first Thanksgiving with the Bears playing football. They beat the Packers. Similarly, yeah, this could be the last time we face. And I, I think I remember that game, by the way, to tell you the truth. Oh, it's such a game. Such a great game. But we, uh, you know, this could possibly be the last time we see Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform facing off against the Bears. And to send him out of town with a loss would be monumental. And I think that what we've resigned ourselves to as Bears fans is that we just want to see Justin Fields develop. Like yeah. even when you look at the NFC playoff picture, which is kind of gross. Six and six team is the number seven seed right now. The Bears aren't even in the graphic of like in the hunt. So we don't even have that, but we have Justin Fields. So for the first time in a long time, it feels like the quarterback situation is settled. If he goes out and plays well, that's huge. That That's a win to yeah. win. But if he, if he beat Aaron Rodgers, the amount of talking that I will do will be unrivaled. So it would be, it would be, it, not on the level of a Super Bowl, but it would be very close to that. The amount of talking that Rodgers does, telling teams that he owns them, and we know that he owns the Bears, if he would lose to the Bears this weekend, oh it would God. probably feel worse than getting vaccinated for him. <laughs> yeah, the memes the memes that will emerge out of that if that absolutely happens. But yes, that uh, he's, he's set himself up, but unfortunately... He seems to rise to the occasion, not in the NFC championship game or anything like that. Yeah. That is always, that's always one of my favorite statistics is that Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman has as many NFC championship titles as the great Aaron Rodgers. The sick podcast brought to you by cherry river heart seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives now available in Quebec grocery stores and at the beer store. You check it out. All right. Okay. The waiver wait, wire. Say, wait, wait, hold on. I got to say something about that. Yeah. That they sent me some product. Oh, did they? Unbelievable. Oh, really? I'm moving to Canada. Are they paying you to say that? Tell you the truth. Tell me the truth. Listen, no, no, no money has exchanged hands. They just were nice enough to reach out to me because I'm always, I'm always asking about it. Listen, I only, I only asked because if they were paying you and I wasn't getting paid, I was going to fire my agent. There you go. Listen, there's a reason why I got to tell you something. It goes down very easy. And for me, it's the 90 calories and the natural flavors, no preservatives. I mean, it's awesome. A goes down like water. A lot of times you're sitting there drinking beers, and the, yeah. everybody likes likes that the heavy IPAs now. And you have like one and a half, and you're like, I feel awful. Yeah. But with Cherry River, you got to be careful. You know what? Yeah. You're like, hey, I feel the I feel I I feel like I revitalized. Yeah. I feel great, and like you said, 90 calories. It doesn't weigh you down. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, this one here is uh, it's uh, yuzu and lime. Ooh. 
Yuzu and lime. Here we go. So put that back there and we just spin it. Okay. Um, waiver wire. I want to talk to you about that. Okay. Okay. Bro. A few early waiver wire pickups that'll pay off in the playoffs. Well, I think that we're, again, we're looking at the, at the running back position. We did very well. We picked up Sony Michelle. Uh, Jamichael Hasey is one of our I'm guys here. we're looking at. And so also on the quarterback situation, I noticed he disappeared. He's out hitting the waiver wire right now. Uh, Cam Newton. Should I keep talking? I'm going to keep talking. No, no, keep I don't, talking. Keep I'm talking. Just, I, don't, I don't care. I monologue. Keep I just talking. Matter. I'm here. I just went to get one. Look. I just want to make sure I didn't lose you when I was sitting here talking about, uh, you know, but we also like uh, Cam Newton, who was available in a lot of leagues. A lot of people are apprehensive about the last game that he played. I understand that was bad, but they fired Joe Brady. They're going to go out there and – you know what? I, I think Cam Newton's back. The Atlanta Falcons have allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Yeah. They've allowed uh, the fourth most rushing yards to quarterbacks this year. Cam Newton has 14 or 14 rushing touchdowns in his last 18 games. Go pick him up. Don't let him sit on the waiver wire right now. Some starts and some sits. If you can give me three starts and three sits uh, for this week, week 14. All right. Well, Cam Newton, I'm not going to count that one, but I do want to talk about Taysom Hill. You got to start Taysom Hill this week. He yeah, obviously, of course. He had four interceptions the last time that we saw him, but it doesn't yeah. matter because he still ended up getting over 20 fantasy points. And as a matter of fact, he's averaged 21 fantasy points per game in all five of his starts. This week, he's got the New York Jets who have allowed 18 rushing touchdowns in 12 games this season. But we're going to be sitting Matthew Stafford, who's had multiple turnovers in three out of his last four games. The Cardinals have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. And Matthew Stafford has never beaten a team that has been five games over 500, much like the um, uh, the uh, Cardinals are at 10 and 2. At the running back position, uh, yeah. we're going to be starting Saquon Barkley. Uh, the Chargers have been very generous to opposing running backs. They've allowed the second most scrimmage yards per game to running backs this season. They've also allowed a top 12 fantasy running back in three out of their last four weeks. So we can start. Saquon Barkley, a guy that we can sit. It's hard to pick out a, 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 a sitable running back because I know that everybody's situation is always like fluid and it's in flux. But let me tell you something. You got to sit Adrian Peterson. I know that he signed with the Titans, scores a touchdown. Of he course you got to sit him. He's like 8,000 years old. And every team, each time he plays that first game for a new franchise, he scores a touchdown. And it's awesome. But you know what? Then it's... No, he's like you said, he's 80 years old. Alex Collins is actually practicing and uh, could return this week. A wide receiver who we absolutely love this week, though, is going to be T. Higgins. 26 fantasy points per game over the last two weeks. No wide receiver has scored more fantasy points than T. Higgins. He's moved past Jamar Chase as the number one guy for the Cincinnati Bengals. You have to allow him. The 49ers have allowed a top 12 fantasy wide receiver in three of the last four games, but a wide receiver we're going to have to sit is going to be Brandon Cooks. I love him. He's a volume guy, but last week Tyrod Taylor struggled. Yeah. And so I can't I can't trust him anymore. I love Brandon Cooks. He's a great player. I wish he played for another team. He's a monster, but we can't start him this week. I'm going to have to leave him on the bench. A lot of research and a lot of info here today courtesy of that man Adam Rank. Cheers to you, my friend, as we say in Italian, salute. Salancha. All right, ciao, ciao. It's now time for Ian Rappaport. Word on the street with Rap Sheet. Hello, Ian. 
What's up? How's it going? It's all good. How are you? I'm excellent. Trying to get myself in the center of this thing. Hold on. Are we good? There we go. You're the best insider in the game. You can do anything. I'm telling you. Um, Jamal Adams. I want to talk to you about him. Needs season-ending surgery. Having it today. Is this the nail in the coffin? Uh, For for him or... Well, you know, honestly, I don't know how well he was playing this year anyway. I mean, he, you know, he's such an unbelievably valuable chess piece. They move him all over. They blitz him, except he wasn't really doing that this year. And I don't honestly know why. I think Pete Carroll kind of just tried to use him differently, but it ended up taking away a lot of his effectiveness. So they lose him on the field. You know, they'll be okay. But the whole year was weird because you never quite got the Jamal Adams that the Seahawks really paid for. That's one part of it. The other part of it is, you know, they got they got Russell Wilson and the offense, and the offense needs to be better. And, you know, if the offense can get better, if Russ can be productive, if they can certainly, you know, turn things around, then I think they'll score enough points where the loss of Jamal Adams um, would be something that they'd be okay with. But obviously it is certainly something to watch for Seattle. On to the Baltimore Ravens. Marlon Humphrey placed on IR. How big of a loss is this for them? Yeah, I think this is a big one for the Ravens. You know, Marlon is such a good player. He's a leader. Um, He's one of their linchpins. And I think, you know, they've been through so much as an organization this year, just injury-wise. Both running backs, two tackles, uh, two corners. Um, I mean, it's been on and on and on. and they're still good. And, and, you know, the problem is we still judge them as if they're fully healthy, which is okay. That's part of the deal in the NFL. But, um, you know, I would say it is it is difficult. They're going to have to score more points. They have to figure out some way to scheme it up. Um, but this is a significant loss, no doubt, for the Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of still good, uh, I would say the Green Bay Packers, and they get a cornerback back in their lineup. They were already good to begin with, already one of the best in the league. They just got better. Yeah, I mean, I think for the Green Bay Packers, you know, they it, it's it's crazy to me because so much of this time of year, why a team ends up good, why a team kind of hits their stride in December, it's health. A lot of it is health, right? Yeah. It's health and then, you know, how, how good your depth is. Packers could get back. Jair Alexander, one of the best corners in the NFL. I know he's not Correct. a household name, but he is a really, really good player. That's who I was. You know, that's who I was talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I don't think he probably plays this week, but next week he's got a shot. David Bakhtiari um, is, you know, one of the best left tackles, maybe the best left tackle in football. He comes back in December, probably late December, uh, and then you also have Zadarius Smith, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, probably comes back late December too. If everything stays okay for the Packers, they could actually have three all pros back on the field before the playoffs. That is wild, and that helps tremendously. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen might be out for the Chargers. Will they? Uh, Let me know. And if this happens, who steps in? I think there's a good chance both these guys end up coming back, and here's why. Both of these guys are unvaccinated. They are high-risk, close contacts. So they are on the COVID list for – um, five days. Both of their contact came on Monday. So if you do the math, that means they could be cleared on Saturday. So that means both these guys could play without having practice, which is not ideal, but it's also better than not having them. So this is the same thing that Joey Bosa did, played, had a bunch of sacks, played well. I would expect both of these guys, considering now they're quarantined, both of these guys to be able to play on Sunday. 
Logan Thomas out for the year for Washington. Uh, how yeah. much does this affect their playoff chances, you think? That's can't believe we're talking about Washington with playoff chances, right? I mean, what are the actual – like, there's no way either of us thought this was going to happen at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, no, it's not a great division, though. It's not a great division. I would say yeah. that's probably accurate. Um, you know, it hurts. I mean, he's such a unique player. It's also a great story. Not that it matters, but really a great story of a guy who has kind of willed himself to stardom, got paid for it, a former quarterback. Just very cool situation. So he had uh, he had an ACL injury. It wasn't necessarily a tear, but it was a significant ACL injury, and there was some other damage. So he may or may not end up needing surgery. But when they put him on IR a second time, that automatically means um, you are out for the season. So that is why he is out. That hurts for them. But they've been dealing with the loss. I mean, they're playing with a backup quarterback now. They're on the brink of the playoffs. So I think yeah. Washington will end up being okay. Justin Fields is back. How much do you think went into the decision to start him over Andy Dalton? Like, was it a no-brainer? Or you think it's something that required a good night's sleep? Uh, I think it's a no-brainer. They have, Justin Fields has to play. He has to play well. And it's not just that he gives them the best chance to win, although he gives them the best chance to win. It's also that so much of the future of the Bears organization is invested in Justin Fields being good. I think for Matt Nagy, if he can develop Justin Fields, if he can get him to be good, that makes his chances of being the coach for 2022 much better. Like you can't, you can't ignore that part of it. You just can't. So he needs to play. He needs to play well. Um, you know, I think it's a huge, huge, huge game on national TV for the Bears on Sunday. It was a huge game last week on Sunday night in Buffalo between the Patriots and the Bills, and the Patriots won that game by a score of 14 to 10. It seems to me that the Bills they didn't really give Bill Belichick and his coaching staff all that much credit. They kind of said it was close or whatever, that. and it could have gone either that. way, whatever. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a coaching clinic. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't understand why you can't just say they had a better plan than we did. Like, right, because, you know, Belichick is no – well, I mean, he is a genius. But, like, running the ball 50 times does not take a genius. All it is is the Patriots going, you know what, we could throw the ball in this. We could. But we could also have throw interceptions. We could fumble. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. Whereas if we just have positive plays running the ball, that's better than all the other things that can happen passing. That's what it was. And, and it was, it was, if I can, and it was funny watching it because they saw it was working. They kept on doing it. Buffalo's probably thinking, okay, they're doing this, but at one point they're going to stop. They're going to go the other way. And they just kept on doing it over and over and over again. And Buffalo couldn't stop them. It was unbelievable. I, I was laughing because I kept, it was really like watching a high school football game, right? Where like you run the same play. And you're like, we're just going to keep running this until they stop it. And if you don't stop it, you just go score a touchdown. Like, that's what it was. It was the Patriots running the same play over and over and over. Yeah. And just them not being able to stop it. Um, Belichick is so interesting because he really, you know, he knew it was going to be ugly. He knew if they didn't win, he was going to get a lot of criticism. He didn't care. That was a fantastic game plan by Belichick. And you know what? He was very demonstrative at the end of the game as well, I thought. He knew it was such a huge game. He obviously wanted to win it. And I got to tell you, Ian, I've been thinking this now for about four or five weeks now. I wouldn't want to play the Patriots down the stretch. I oh, really wouldn't. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, you know, this is the way they've always been over the years. You get to December, and they start to hit their stride, and you're like, okay, this looks like a complete team. And 
you know, they kind of crash around in September and October. They kind of figure it out. They go through offensive line, you know, differences and whatever, and all these things. And then by December, they're ready. And this is a team that looks ready. Please, God, give us a Belichick versus Brady final Super Bowl. Please. The Uh, world has sucked the last two years. That would be too good to be true, but it would be a nice reward for all. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Enjoy your football this weekend. Thanks, man. You too. Take care. Cheers, my man. All right. It's now time to make a little cash. Let's do this. His handle is at Run My Bets. His name is Cash. Cash. I don't have too much of it left in my pocket. Make me some. What do you have? I'm going. I'm going to go right away with a huge play, guys. Three units, four units. Uh, you guys know I only usually do two units. I'm going big on this play, guys. I like the Bills plus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Here's the thing, guys. I took the Patriots on a massive play against the Bills and we cashed. But that, this is the thing with that game. Is as important as it was in the standings and as it was to both teams. What did I learn from that game? I learned absolutely nothing. I'm going to pretend like that game never happened because those circumstances were so wild and so crazy that I'm not going to see that again. And it's definitely not going to be the case down there in Florida. So what's the deal here, guys? Buffalo's pass defense is great. Their run defense is great. And the Buccaneers uh, pass defense isn't that great. I really like the Bills. They're going to put up points. Here's the thing. A lot of people are going to take the three and a half. I think I'm going to take the money line. It's plus 150. If you don't got much money left and you're trying to take a shot, I really like the Bills on the money line in a bounce back spot. Give me the bills plus 150 on the money line, even plus three and a half. You choose, you be the decider. I like the money line. Uh, game number two, guys, Washington football team plus four and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. These are two teams that are trending in opposite ways. Now, here's the thing I'm still pretty big on the Cowboys. I think they're legit. I think they're good. I still think they're a contender. But this Washington football team's come to play. They've won four straight, including a win over the Buccaneers. I really like the way that they're doing things right now. Taylor Heineke, this guy's showing up, this guy's making plays. Four and a half points is too many for a division rivalry. All of a sudden, Washington's alive in the playoff hunt, uh, let alone the playoff hunt, the division two. Give me Washington, guys. Plus four and a half is way too many points. Third pick. It's going to go against the grain again, guys. Not a lot of yeah. people are going to like this, but I, I, I have a great spot in this game. New York Giants plus 10. Why am I doing this? Guys, I'm not betting on New York. I'm not I'm not betting against the Chargers. What I'm doing is I'm betting against the Chargers in a flat spot. Guess who the Chargers have next game on deck? Thursday night football against the Chiefs. The Chargers are going to come in here. I think they're going to overlook the Giants. They probably do still win, but I think 10 points is too many for this Giants team. The defense is okay. Their offense isn't that great. It looks like they're going to have Jake Fromm starting. I don't care, guys. Give me the Giants. I think 10 points is too many. It's a flat spot for the Chargers. Get on the Giants. If you want a Justin Herbert jersey or a Saquon Barkley jersey or a Tom Brady jersey or a Josh Allen jersey, any jersey, any team, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise as well. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. Were you knocked out of your survivor pool yet? I I was knocked out week three, man. All right. Vikings got me. Sometimes, you know what? The more you know, the worse it is. But I hope for... Your case and all of us this weekend, the more you know, the better it is because I'm going to be following your picks and you better make me some cash. I'll talk to you again next week, bud. Sounds good. All right. I run my bets as his handle. I'm Marinero. Follow us on Facebook, on our Facebook page at The Sick Podcast. Follow us on our YouTube channel, The Sick Podcast as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's free. Why should you? Simply put, because this podcast is sick and I... Tony Marinero. Yeah, baby. Yeah. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast.
is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocer and The Beer Store.